What is going on, y'all? This is City Boy Rock back for its 116th episode. Today, Vincent and I are going to react to week one of the NFL season. It was a great opening week. We had a lot of close games in the opening one o'clock window, and we got to see the likes of Mahomes and Herbert um, and many more in the four o'clock window. And then we got to see the Dallas Cowboys and their fans miserable um, after a putrid performance on Sunday night. And then it was the return of Russ to Seattle. Um, Questionable decisions uh, we saw in that game. Um, Nathaniel Hackett, not a great start, um, but it was a great week overall. We're really excited to talk about it. Here we go. What is good, Trey? How are you doing today? Doing good. So happy football's back. How about you? Same, bro. Football season really, uh, you know, you don't realize how good it is until it's gone, bro. And these past few months where I've been watching baseball, it's terrible. But so glad, so glad football is back. And we got a lot to talk about. Week one happened this past weekend. Um, the first game of the season opened out in SoFi Stadium. And uh, I'm not going to lie, we all whiffed on this pick. The Buffalo Bills absolutely annihilated the Rams, bro. No chance the Rams – I feel like if the Rams didn't uh, get those turnovers or if Josh Allen didn't – was it two picks and then, like, a fumble or all that, I think the Bills would have won this game, like, 45 to, like, 10, bro. Mm-hmm. It was that bad. It was complete domination by the Buffalo Bills. Um, You know, the Rams, that O-line looks a little suspect right now. Um. I know Whitworth was old, was old. He retired. But, I mean, that O-line was getting pushed around all night. And Jalen Ramsey got cooked, bro. He got cooked. Plain and simple. Um, I think this is not, like, I think the Rams will still be good. I don't think they'll make it back to the Super Bowl. I think they'll get into the playoffs. But I think we're going to see a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, especially in the beginning of the season. Uh, they've lost so many so many – I mean, they lost OBJ. I feel like he was a key piece of winning that Super Bowl. And they're trying to, like, bring in Allen Robinson for this offense. And, I mean, Stafford just got to look his way. He had, like, one target the entire night or two targets the entire night, and one of them was, like, the last play of the game. Um, I think Stafford really needs to – he has weapons out there, and he can't just be throwing a cup and Ben uh, Scranton, whatever his name is, Skronik. Ben Scrotum, as Kenny's called. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he has talent out there. Um, I, I think the Rams need to figure out what they're going to do with this offense soon. Because that running back, like, that, they have a talented running uh, a running committee. I mean, you got Cam Akers and Daryl Henderson. You just don't know who to give the ball to. Cam Akers had zero yards. He was barely playing. Also, I did see a clip where he wasn't even blocking. Mm-hmm. Or he missed assignment completely. Um, and the receiving core, I think they just need Stafford to, like, spread the ball out more. Um, I know he loves Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup is amazing. He had a triple crown last year. But I think uh, the Rams need to change up this offense just a little bit. And then as for the defense, I think the defense will be just fine. Uh, they, they they picked up Bobby Wagner this year. Um, the defense is pretty much the same exact unit. You still got Aaron Donald down there. You still got Jalen Ramsey. I think this was just a little misstep. First week of the season, the Bills were hungry. The Rams were like, whatever. Um, but next week, I expect them to bounce back against the Falcons. And Buffalo, I think this is the time of things to come. 
Uh, they're going to be scary. Nobody wants to play the Bills, I'll tell you that. Um, the way Josh Allen's playing, I know he had two picks. One of them wasn't his fault. But he is a he is a monster, bro. You do not want to play Josh Allen, one of the top three quarterbacks in the league right now. And I think they're starting to commit to the run a little bit more. Uh, 14 carries, I think it was a 15 carries by the running backs, which I rarely ever see from the Bills. Josh Allen led the way actually with 10 carries for 56 yards. Um, Gabe Davis might be one of the might be one of the best um, wide receiver twos in the league right now, and they also have Jamison Crowder. So their receiving trio is deadly. And um, in terms of the defense, I think they stepped up to the plate, bro. They got players out there, and they picked up Von Miller. Let's not forget that Von Miller absolutely balled out. He got revenge against his old team, two sacks on the day. So yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills are in for a great season, and they're gonna have a cakewalk for the rest of uh, for the division too. Yeah, man. Um, the my Super Bowl pick out there. I mean, they were looking good, bro. I mean, uh, Josh Allen. Um, I picked him for MVP last year, not this year, but he he looked like he picked up right where he left off. Um, in that Chiefs game, yeah, he had two picks. Um, one of them was pretty bad. Um, but the first one just out of the receiver's hands, so he really couldn't do anything. Other than that, I mean, there was nothing to complain about for him this game. Um, he looked sharp. He looked on fire. Um, very accurate. Um, was taking what the defense gave him. They were taking away that deep pass. So he only, I think his only throws over like 20 plus yards were the deep ball to Diggs for the touchdown and a deep ball to Gabe Davis. Um, other than that, it was a lot of intermediate stuff. And we've known Josh Allen to be like that home run hitter. Um, but it's nice to see him um, taking the check downs, taking what the defense gives him. I think he the way he, how far he's come since his rookie year is just insane. Um, you don't see guys who come in with accuracy issues be this good, be this on point um, so early in their career. So props to him for that. Um, I thought Buffalo looked really good. Um, they looked exactly how I thought they would look. I, I was surprised to see the win week one because um, I had a lot of respect for the Rams. Um, but they really came out and took it. Um, their D-line, uh, it doesn't matter who's in. Um, they have a lot of great players um, that they rotate. Um, they've invested a lot in that D-line, and obviously they're bringing in Von Miller. I mean, he looked like a man possessed, bro. He really wanted to give it to his old team, and he had two sacks. Um, looked, looked like Von Miller of like five or six years ago, honestly. You can't really see any drop-off in his game. Um, ever since he got traded to the Rams, it seems like he's – it's like a new life for him. Um, he's played so much better um, since uh, the trade from the Broncos, and he hasn't um, let up from his performance last year in the playoffs. I think he had four sacks on that Super Bowl run. So he's been looking good. Um, I'm really excited for this team. Um, I think they got a lot of weapons. I love the um, addition of Jamison Crowder. Um as your third or even fourth receiver sometimes, like he made a few really nice third down catches. Um, obviously Diggs, I mean, he, he gave it to Jalen Ramsey this game, man. Jalen Ramsey Put it on his head, bro. yet again. On his head. Uh, I know on his head. And he was talking his, he was talking trash too. Like he did not care. Um, he was a man possessed. Uh, he was talking on the sideline. Um, he really wanted this game. He really wanted to cook Jalen Ramsey and, uh, I don't know, man. I, are you concerned about Dan Ramsey? Because he's been getting cooked lately. 
I think like I saw the Richard Sherman podcast where he was saying like a cornerback can have a great game and one play will basically change the entire outlook of what people think. So I think Ramsey has the ability. He's not like a true, true Darrell Rivas type of lockdown corner. He will get beat. We've seen him get beat in the past mm -hmm. few games. So um, uh, I think he's still like an elite cornerback, one of the best in the league. But I mean, to call himself like Darrell Rivas, we can't be comparing him to that if he's getting yeah. beat like that. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I could agree with that. Um, as for the Rams, um, I didn't think their offensive line would be this much of a concern. I don't know if it's the Bills' defense, and they were the number one defense last year, and they do have a good D-line. But they have guys on that line that should not be starters. And that is definitely a concern. Losing Whitworth, um, a really good left tackle, some a guy who's been great for many, many years, that's definitely going to hurt. Um, and, but um, they really looked overmatched. Seven sacks, that's the most a Sean McVay team has ever given up. And um, it would like it seemed like Stafford just didn't have any time the whole game. Um, I think he wasn't able to go through his progressions. That's why I think uh, Allen Robinson wasn't able to get the looks because um, I was watching some film, and it looks like uh, Stafford, when he is dropping back to pass, the first guy he looks to is Cooper Cup. Then he yeah. scans the rest of the field. <laughs> and he just did not have time to get to his second or third read. So it was a lot of quick stuff. Even the passes that weren't going to Cooper Cup, Bro, it was it, a lot of quick. You know, it's crazy. If Tyler Higby and uh, Skoranichek is getting more targets than Allen Robinson, it's just yeah. like, that's a problem, bro. Yeah, that is a problem. And um, the fact that they're so Cooper Cup-centric um, – is kind of a concern. Um, I don't know if it's just getting Allen Robinson used to offense because that did happen a little bit with OBJ um, early in his time with the Rams last year. Um, he wasn't getting the looks. And then as the season went on, as the playoffs went on, he was the true number two option in that offense. And we saw the drop off in the offense um, once OBJ went out in the Super Bowl. So I think they do miss his dynamic ability, his speed. Because um, Allen Robinson is more of a possession receiver. Um, he's not the downfield threat that OBJ can be. So I think they're definitely going to miss that. Um, they also do not have Van Jefferson. Um, so And he's a deep threat. So once he comes back, maybe that could solve those issues. Um, but their offense didn't look good. Their defense looked like they were getting pushed around. And the Bills line isn't that great either. So um, they really have to step it up. And Leonard Floyd, um, I did not hear him from him the entire game. And um, he's supposed to be their number one edge rusher now with Devon Miller out. And I think he has to step up this year if they want to be um, the defense that they were last year because there's no – I don't think there's anyone on the market that's going to be able to save them now. Um, and they've given up a lot of draft capital. So I think this is the team that they're going to be um, unless maybe they get OBJ back next year. Um so, I, I mean, I don't have them as a – I didn't have them as a Super Bowl um, team coming in. And um, their line concerns me. And just the overall depth on their team concerns me. And I don't feel like they're going to be able to get lucky with the guys that they brought in uh, last year. They're not going to get that lucky this year, I think. And uh, it could be an issue. I don't think they're going to not make the playoffs or anything. But it's definitely a cause for concern um, getting pushed around like that. And they're going against a very tough schedule um, with a lot of great edge rushers. They're going against AFC West. Um, and we know 
who they who they bring. Um, you got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa, Chris Jones. So um, it's not going to get any easier for them. Let's just let's just keep it at that. Sure, totally agree with you. Um, but moving on to the Sunday games, one o'clock slate. Got to talk about the team. You know, a lot of people have been criticizing me about the Cincinnati Bengals coming in. Week one at home, you know, I thought I picked them in the Survivor League. I thought they would win this game pretty easily because people have been telling me how good the Bengals are. And, you know, they, they should be back in the Super Bowl this year and all that. And all I saw every time I was turning on red zone, Joe Burrow, interception, Joe Burrow, interception. Oh, fumble, interception, interception again, pick six. It was not a good game for Joe Burrow, but I can't blame Joe Burrow for this. I got to blame Zachary Taylor and Evan McPherson. I think those two are to blame. Bro, they try to run the ball with Joe Mixon. They ran him 27 times. I understand, you know, um, understand don't give up on the run. Bro, Joe Mixon averaged three yards a carry. You cannot run against this Steelers defensive line, bro. It's the best line in football. And you're trying to, you're trying to, you're trying to run right up the gut. That makes no sense. Um, they were getting killed in the run game. They're getting stuffed. And then I think finally they started figuring out the second half, towards the early second half. Feed the ball to Jamar Chase. He's actually unstoppable. Top three, top three receiver in the league right now, or top five at least. Um, he gets the ball and he can make something happen. So they start feeding him more, more and more and more. And the Steelers, uh, they're they're up pretty much the entire game, and then the Bengals start coming back, and it all comes down to this final drive. The Bengals, Joe Burrow puts a great drive on. Can't even lie. There was a beautiful pass to Jamar. That first one was out of bounds. It was a one-handed grab. And then it goes right back to him on fourth and goal, I believe. That's a touchdown. Game is tied 20-20. Sent out Evan McPherson to kick this game, end it, and escape with the victory in week one. All I hear was all Bengal fans, all the, all the Houday Nation over there, all oh, our long snappers <laughs> injured. Our long snappers injured. Oh, he uh, he shouldn't be able to make this. Uh, I, uh, don't, don't blame him for missing this extra point. Whatever. He misses the extra point. Okay, that's fine, right? Overtime comes in. And let me just say, the Steelers offense scored a total of, um, without turnovers, I don't even know how many points they scored. 13, I think. It was like 13, or, yeah. Or, so, oh, without, oh, like points off turnovers? Yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I feel they like probably got all court, their yeah. points off that. Because when Burrow stopped throwing picks, all they did was punt the ball away. Um, the Steelers offense, they come out in overtime punt the ball away. Bengals get it, drive all the way down the field. Burrow puts on another great, another great drive. I can't, I can't blame Burrow. I can't knock, knock Burrow for this. He played great despite the four picks. Um, he did what he needed to do. Found Jamar Chase again. Gets all the way down to inside the Pittsburgh red zone. Right? Fair, right? Oh, three and out. And let's say the long snapper, if this is really the issue, right? The Bengals are like, oh, let's just, Zach Taylor's like, maybe we should be a little more aggressive. Maybe we should go for the touchdown. Nah, nah, nah. Let's go send out our, our kicker who can't make an extra point and attempt a 29-yard field goal. You know, I can't blame Zach Taylor for that either because what kind of kicker won't be able to, to knock down knock down a 29-yard field goal? You know, this is the same kicker who who didn't even – uh who was watching the Super Bowl halftime show. But otherwise, other, other than that, he goes out, 29-yard field goal, absolutely stanks it. And at that point, the Steelers get the ball. Uh, not that much time left. Drive all the way down. And then Chris Boswell, a seasoned veteran in the league, one of the best kickers in the league, one of the most consistent kickers, knocks the 54-yard field goal in. And that's all she wrote. So uh gotta give gotta give all my all the props to Mike Tomlin and the Steelers out there. They went into Cincinnati, beat them. All these AFC 
all these AFC North matchups are always so difficult to predict, to predict. And uh, this is an example of that. They did without Najee Harris. TJ Watt gets hurt at the end of the game. Steelers, I think they're going to be that gritty team. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but they'll be hovering around 500. Um, but if the trend goes, Mike Tomlin will get this team over 500. I don't know if they'll be getting the playoffs, but the offense is absolutely terrible. But the defense is insane. Oh my God. The defense when, is insane, bro. I've never yeah. seen I, – I don't think I will ever see it. This is one of the best. This Steelers defense is reminding me – I know it's been one game. It's reminding me of those early 2000 Steelers defense, bro. They're physical. They got players flying everywhere. That front line is – you can't run on them. You can't do anything to this Steelers team. So, yeah, I got this Steelers team – Um, I got this Steelers team probably, like, around 500. I don't know about playoffs. I don't really want to see them in the playoffs, but I, they're, they're that type Their of team. Their offense is just such an eyesore, bro. You don't yeah. want to see it in the playoffs. It just – everything saying. looks difficult. Uh, that's what I'm trying to say. And I feel like the Steelers are just that one team that – all the playoff teams are like, ah, oh, we really don't want to run them and run into them in the regular season. They're going to beat us up, but they're going to be a threat like always. I mean, Mike Tomlin teams are always, they're never, they're never out of the picture. So, um, yeah. And then for the Bengals, uh, they get a free win next week or this Sunday in Jerry World. So don't stress too much, Bengal fans. Uh, you know, but like I said, your day is coming. Your day is coming. And this was your classic. Um, AFC North matchup. I think the Steelers, I mean, they were inspired by that Mike Tomlin buying them black Air Forces before the game. They brought that that black Air Force energy, especially on defense. And, um, I mean, turning the Bengals and Joe Burrow over five times, um, very impressive. TJ Watt made some very, very good plays, and he started off that um, defensive player of the year defense campaign. really well but unfortunately he got injured and they lost Najee as well um but they still fought through it and found a way to win and that's what we've seen from Mike Tomlin uh teams for so many years they're always resilient they're always going to keep fighting they're not going to give up and they're they have the propensity to pull off upsets like this um and I mean there's not much more you can say honestly I mean Joe Burrow he tends to have stinkers like this he had one um similarly uh against the bears last year um he had a bunch of picks and um he just didn't look good for half and that sometimes that happens with joe burrow and that's just something um the Bengals fans i think they're pretty used to at this point he tends to have some pretty bad games with a lot of turnovers here and there because he tends to get a little over aggressive he even said that on a podcast this week um but yeah I mean the special teams blunders that happens when you don't have your long snapper he had no excuse really for missing that 29 yard field goal but the field goal that got blocked you can't really put that on McPherson the whole operation was much slower because of the backup long snapper and that's what happened like when you lose key special teamers um it can really hurt in those situations and you're going to lose close games like that when um your special teams um doesn't perform up to its standard. Um, I'm not really concerned about the Bengals. Um, I thought given all those turnovers, the fact that it was that close um, shows you that they're still a really good team. Um, They just got to clean some things up. Joe Burrow's got to clean the turnovers up. Um, The line 
did not perform like they should have, uh, given the Oh, yeah, the greatly improved offensive <laughs> line, bro. That's why I heard all offseason. Hey, it's against the Steelers, man. There's not much you can do against T.J. Watt and Cam Hayward. Those are two of the best defensive players in the league. Um, but I I hope that those the money that they put forth to um, beef up that line, uh, it works out um, because – I don't think we can have a repeat of what Joe Burrow went through last year and them making a Cinderella run to the Super Bowl. Uh, Teams are going to eventually figure it out. You're not going to be able to overcome that many negative negative plays and sacks. Um, So hopefully they can figure that out. Other than that, I mean, their defense looked fine. The Steelers couldn't really move the ball. Um, And their offense, obviously, when they started to get it going. I mean, Chase, uh, they lost T. Higgins, but they were still able to move the ball when they needed to. Um, so I'm not concerned about them. Yep. Uh, like I said, man, the Bengals day is coming. I don't know when it's coming, but it's going to come. Uh, yeah, moving on to the next game in the 1 o'clock slate. The last game we'll probably talk about the Browns and Panthers. Baker Mayfield's quote-unquote revenge game. Um, early in this game, I thought the Browns had this locked up. I mean, they were blowing them out. It was like 20-7 to 7 heading into the fourth quarter. And... Um, I mean, I didn't really watch it. It was a kind of a snooze fest. Nick Chubb went crazy, though. I haven't won my fantasy leagues. This dude is one of the best running backs in the league. I feel like he slept on behind Derrick Henry and Dalvin – not even Dalvin Cook. I say Derrick Henry and CMC and Jonathan Taylor. Nick Chubb is right there. Um, they have that one-two punch in Chubb and Kareem Hunt. We've all known that, and they proved it there. I think the Browns in these first 11 games, the ta- they have enough talent to literally go 500. Uh, I just think it all depends on if Jacoby Brissett doesn't make mistakes because I think the defense can hold in there. Like I said, my defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett, um, prediction. He had two sacks on a day. He's an absolute force. This team is talented. And if the Browns can hover around five and six, six and five, I think they'll be straight to get into the playoffs um, with Deshaun coming back. Um, And, I, I mean, as for the Panthers, bro, they didn't start off too strong. CMC looked a little slow, a little sluggish. He only had 10 carries on the day. Uh, Baker in the first half was looking, how do I say it, abysmal? Like, was it It was terrible. It was like I saw, like, six completions for, like, eight yards or something like that. Um, and then he slowly started turning up. He got more confident confidence back. He ran in for a touchdown, and then he had a beautiful pass to Robbie Anderson for, like, 75 yards. So uh, I think the Panthers, I think they'll be much improved from last year, especially, I mean – Baker is a better quarterback than Sam Darnold for sure. Um, I think the Panthers would probably be like 7-10, and 8-9. I don't think – a lot of people are saying Baker's going to have like a, a comeback player of the year award, like a bounce-back type of season. I, I personally just see another season where Baker does his thing. Uh, he might be a little bit better than last year, but ultimately I don't see this Panthers team doing much. Um, and I think the game we saw, I mean, uh, it's just – the Panthers. So, yeah. Yeah, I didn't watch much of this game either. I caught a little bit of the end. Um, But, I mean, other than the two big plays Baker had, I don't think he played particularly well. Um, He started off, I think, think he's, like, went through, like, a quarter and a half, only throwing 15 passing yards. Um, So, I mean, the touchdown he got was off of blown coverage. So, maybe I think it was just the Browns' defense. They had four sacks, forced two turnovers, I think. Um, 
But uh, I think we're going to have to see a lot more improvement from Baker before um, we can really say a Panthers are a threat in the NFC to make the playoffs or anything. As for the Browns, um, they're going to be carried by this defense and run game because Jacoby Brissett, he averaged like four point something yards an attempt. Um, I don't really believe in him as a starting quarterback. Obviously, that's why he was signed as a backup. But he's going to have to play extended um, because of the Deshaun suspension that got also that got extended to eleven games. Um, so they're going to lean on that running game heavy, and it really worked out this past week because Kareem Hunt was going off. Nick Chubb, obviously, I mean he's he's one of the best running backs in the league. If he had like 30 carries a game, I mean, he would be putting up Derrick Henry numbers. Um, he's just that good. And um, I think they're going to have to really try to involve Amari Cooper next game. He only had three catches for like 17 yards, um, get the tight ends involved, especially David and Joku. Um, but it's just a matter of J- Jacoby Brissett being able to get it to those guys. Um, and I just don't know if I can trust him to do that. So, they're going to have to lean heavy on Miles Garrett and the rest of that defense. They played pretty well other than a few um, blown coverages, but that, that happens early in the year in the secondary. The communication's not as on point as it is later in the season. Um, but I think they should be able to stay afloat um, without Watson um, if the defense keeps playing like they are and um, um, fixes some things and they keep leaning on that two-headed monster in the backfield because they're uh, – among the best in the league, man. For Nobody sure. can really stop them. Without a doubt. Uh, moving on to the 4 o'clock games. First thing we got to talk about, uh, the AFC West matchup, the Chargers and the Las Vegas Raiders in SoFi Stadium. Um, I think this game ultimately came down to Derek Carr's two interceptions because I think the Raiders would have won if he didn't throw those picks early in the game. Chargers started off hot. And I think we've seen this from the Chargers plenty of times where they just get off to a very hot start. Justin Herbert, you know, he's – I mean, he's insane. The throws he were making – the throws he was making, 26 to 34, 279, three touchdowns, and that seems pretty pedestrian for him mm-hmm. uh, for exactly. the most part. Like, I feel like he could have done more out there. Um, Chargers took an early lead. I think they were up like 20, 21-3 or no, 17-3 or something like that, and then the, the Raiders started slowly coming back. But – um. Chargers started off strong. They looked like they just knew what they were doing. I feel like that's the best. When Brandon Staley's in control of a game, I think that's that's the best. Like, whenever you need to – whenever it's a tight game and the Chargers need to, like, make some quick decisions, that's when Brandon Staley, like, goes crazy. But I think when the Chargers are in control from the start in the first or second quarter, I think that's when they're the best team um, pro- probably in the league. I mean – Austin Eckler didn't really do much. 14 carries, 36 yards. I honestly think he will regress a lot more. I feel like people are expecting a lot of Austin Eckler. There's so many mouths to feed on the Chargers defense or Chargers offense. Um, I mean, Keenan Allen also got hurt, but they did bring in DeAndre Carter, who had a great game. Gerald Everett's going to be great, I think. Um, they also have Trey McKitty, who, I mean, he only has 24 yards, but he can block out there. Mike Williams is still there. This team has weapons for days. And Joshua Palmer, I feel like, he will be a pretty good, what is he, a third or fourth receiver? I mean, he's pretty solid for a third or fourth receiver in the team. Um, and not to mention the defense, who played amazing. Khalil Mack, people were saying that he was washed. Um, oh, he wasn't the same Khalil Mack anymore. He had three sacks and the game-winning force fumble. Uh, not force fumble. The game-winning sack to end the game. 
he played great out there. Derwin James had a good game. He had a sack as well. And Asante Samuel Jr., bro. My man, he's kind of nice. He's kind of nice with it. Um, Joey Bosa out there had another sack and a half. This, this Raiders defense is much improved. And I think if this is the defense last year, this Chargers team would get to the playoffs and maybe make a run at something special. Because this is what we've been missing the entire time. Yes, I said we, you know, part-time Chargers. Oh, my God. Uh, the Chargers have been, I feel like, ever since Herbert came in the league these past two years, I mean, or the, actually ever since they had Phillip Rivers, the, the offense has always been top tier, top 10 offense in the league, and there's always the defense holding them back. I feel like now it's changing the guards. The offense and defense are finally at equal. Like, they're both top 10 offense and defenses, respectively, in the league, and I think this Chargers team is bound for something special. As for the Raiders, bro, the offensive line just – that's that's this is why they won't make the playoffs this year. I think they have the talent. They have the talent on offense specifically, especially. I mean, Devontae Adams is there, Derek Carr. Devontae Adams, I think he's bound for a huge season. Derek Carr is treating him like Cooper Cup, uh, with Matthew Stafford, just only looking for him. Um, I think the Raiders offense will be totally fine. The defense is a little suspect, but they did hold for the most part, they did hold Herbert and the Chargers explosive offense. Um to only 24 points. So, I mean, that's that's something to hang your hat on. But uh, that O-line, they the entire O-line, just they need to revamp the entire thing because there's no chance this team is going to go against the likes of the Bills, the likes of um, the likes of the Chargers again, and the likes of the Broncos. There's no way. I don't, I don't think this Raiders team can hold up. This Raiders offensive line can hold that well to get them all these key wins that they need to get into the playoffs. Um, but, I yeah, I just... The Raiders, I'm a little concerned about the offensive line. But uh, other than that, if Derek Carr can get the ball out to Devontae, they'll be straight. Yeah, yeah, I agree with a lot of what you said. The Chargers defense looked very much improved because, I mean, they were one of the worst run teams, run defenses in the league last year. They really beefed up um, the front seven, bringing Sebastian Joseph Day and obviously Khalil Mack, who looked rejuvenated. I mean, he made the game-winning sack against his former team, had three sacks total. Um feel like they're much much better on defense I think um JC Jackson is going to come back today um so they're going to be firing on all cylinders I think this is the uh defense Brandon Staley wanted coming in um to the Chargers um he's known as a defensive mastermind so I think now he finally has the pieces to really um put that defense in play um like you said I thought Justin Herbert he played well but like it wasn't like one of his like crazy games like 300 yards four touchdowns it was just like your normal like average you know run of the wheel game from him and that's what we've come to expect now like that like 200 whatever yard and three touchdowns like we expect that from Herbert um but um I thought he played really well given um that he lost his number one receiver Mike Williams wasn't really um, doing much. Um, I feel like he played a pretty clean game, no turnovers, um, and did what he had to do to win the win the game. And um, the Raiders, my biggest concern was that offensive line, and um, they did not look good at all. Um, Derek Carr, it seemed like he was rushed. I feel like that's why he played one of his worst games of, of his career, throwing three picks, um, was in trouble the entire game, um, got sacked, um, I think what five times or something. Yeah. Um, so yeah, seven, that, seven, I think that yeah, seven times. Seven times. Wow. I mean, that's going to be a huge concern moving forward because he's not the most mobile guy. Um, not the best throwing on the run. 
Um, so uh, they're going to have to find ways to protect him and um, be able to get the ball out to these amazing weapons that they have. Devontae, great game as a first game as a Raider. He had a, an absolutely nasty move on Asante Samuel, duped him twice, first on the route and after he got the ball. That's um, all that. Yeah, he's crazy, man. He's so good. Um, I feel like they got to get Renfro more involved. Um, didn't have that many targets, and um, he's their go-to guy on third down. So they just got to get everyone involved, spread the wealth. And um, I think I thought they played pretty good defense, too, given that they're going against Justin Herbert. I mean, uh, holding him to 24 points, that's pretty impressive. It's just a matter of the Austin's line holding up. Um, and I don't know if I can trust that moving forward. I think – They'll still be an above 500 team. I just don't know if it'll be enough to get them into the playoffs. For sure. Moving on now to the other 4 o'clock game. We got the Packers and the Vikings. Uh, straight picked the Packers. I don't know why. Aaron Rodgers yeah, week I one. Like he's thinking. literally he's, – the past two seasons, Aaron Rodgers week one. Just a lot of questions. But, like, as we all know, the Packers, just relax. They're going to be fine. They will be totally fine. Rodgers always does this. He always starts off the season so sluggish, and he—I mean, we saw it. The Vikings, on the other hand, I think they were on a mission, especially the defense. I mean, the offense was. Let me get this out the way. Justin Jefferson is the best receiver in the league right now. Um, I mean, the numbers he's putting up—it's monster numbers. He's on that Randy Moss pace right now. Um, nine receptions, 184 yards, two touchdowns, and I just got a question for the Packers. You have one of the best corners in the league, Jair Alexander, and you decide not to have him travel against the best receiver in the league. That's what we're trying to watch. We're not trying to see him go and strap up K.J. Osborne or Adam Thielen. I'm trying to see Justin Jefferson go one-on-one against Jair Alexander. And for the most part, we didn't really get that. Uh, Justin Jefferson went absolutely insane. Like I said, 184 yards, two touchdowns. Kirk Cousins looked super poised. And this is a surprise. This is America's game of the week, and Kirk Cousins showed up. You know, that's a scary sign for things to come. Uh, Dalvin Cook absolutely ran through the, the Packers' Chiefs. Or not the, pa- the Packers' Chiefs. 20 carries for 90 yards, averaging 20 yards a carry. And they also have Madison back there. I'm, this Vikings offense is actually special. They have so many weapons. One of the best offenses in the NFL right now. Packer Nation, I'm sorry. Uh, you guys do not have a full code on this division anymore. The Vikings are going to take this division at like 12 and 5, 11 and 6. But uh, yeah. And as for the Packers, I think they just gave up on the run way too easy, way too early. Um, Aaron Jones only had five carries for 49 yards. AJ Dillon looked like he was the number one back the other uh yesterday. And let me say the receiver. <laughs> the Packer receivers, man. I... Oh my god. Oh, like I think the second drive of the game, they uh the Packers had I think it was like a seventy five yard pass. Christian Watson, the rookie who they drafted in the second round, right in his hand. Beautiful pass by Rogers. I can't even blame him for that. Beautiful pass right in his hands and just drops it. Like you literally cannot throw it any better than that. Drop the ball. Um, and then I'm not gonna lie, the Packers receivers are a little weak. Devontae Adams. He really is that guy, bro. Like, I'm telling you, he really was that guy for Rodgers. Um, I think they need – I mean, I saw some flashes from Romeo Dobbs. I think he'll be good. But can you trust – can you really trust anybody else on this on this team as a, if you're a Packers fan to catch some passes? We saw Christian Watson drop that beautiful pass. I just don't know. I don't know. And I'm also concerned. It's like you have AJ – you have AJ Dillon and you have Aaron Jones out there. 
you can use these two like Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. And it's it's just like I feel like they're a little confused on when to use Jones and when to use AJ Dillon. Mm-hmm. Yep. Seems yep. like AJ Dillon was getting way more carries last game. Well, he did get more carries. But I don't know. It's just like I think you gotta get Aaron Jones way more involved. He's I still think he's the better back. I think AJ Dillon would be much better in a short yard situation. Just I mean, he's still big. Um it's kind of right through the gut. But yeah, I just I just think the Packers need to figure it out offensively. Cause I think defensively they played okay. They still have, like Astray said, they say apparently they're one of the best defenses in the NFL. Um, they only got to Kirk Cousins once in the entire game. But other than that, not much, not much to say. It's a week one loss. You know, the Packers will bounce back from this like they always do. They got the Bears next week, so that's going to be easy dub. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, this week one stuff with Rodgers, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like it's just – it's so weird. The last two years, like – I, I mean, I'm not going to overreact or anything, but the fact that you start off that flat, it just doesn't, it's just not good for the overall morale of the team, especially with how young they are on the receiving core. Um, obviously, Christian Watson dropping that first pass, um, you just knew how it was going to go after that. Um, did not go back to him or Dobbs after that until the fourth quarter. Um, so, I mean, He's going to have to be patient with these guys. They're young. I think they'll figure it out. Well, he was rolling his eyes in the second quarter. I know. He he was not happy, man. He was mother effing everyone. Like, he was not happy. Um, so, it's it's he's going to have to be patient. That There's nothing else he can really do. Um, these are the guys he has, and um, he's going to have to be able to work with them. I think he's going to be able to figure it out. Lazard's going to come back soon, so that might help a little bit. Um, and they're going to have Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins. They're two really, like, they're two of their best linemen. They're going to have them back soon, and I think that's going to help out a lot. He was under a, pre- he was under a lot of pressure. Um, given that the Vikings' defense is much improved, they have two really good edge ed rushers in Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter, and they really showed out. Um, but, yeah, the defense, they just look confused. I don't think they were ready. I think they were looking at a lot of last year's film. And Justin Jefferson, he was lined up on the outside most of the time, was not in motion a lot. And they put him in the slot. They put him everywhere um, on Sunday. They were putting him in motion. And I, they, got, they got confused a lot, especially on the first touchdown. So, uh, and I, I think that's why he was open a lot. Um, and that's something they have to clean up. Um, that, that's all in the preparation there. I, don't, I just don't think they were expecting it. Um, and he cooked them. He he was wide open everywhere. Um, and I think he started off our prediction for uh, the Offensive Player of the Year uh, really well. Um, uh, that was a great start. Um, and I think um, he is on track to win that award. Um, they're going to use him like Cooper Cup was used in the Rams. And I think the Sean McVay influence was really shown. Um, they were in a lot of um, – three receiver, one running back personnel. Um, and they didn't use the tight ends much like Sean McVay. So uh, yeah. it was it was a carbon copy of what we've seen for a while um, with uh, a Rams-type um, offense. Um, but, yeah, I think they're going to be really good. I'm excited for their game um, against the uh, Eagles this week. Um, I think that's going to be fireworks on Monday night. Um, really, really excited for that. It's going to be a huge matchup in the NFC already in week two. Um, as for the Packers, I mean, they got a, the Bears coming up. We know what Rodgers is against the Bears. He owns them. Um, I think they're going to get back on track. 
They're not going to be this dynamic offense in the passing game. They're going to have to run the ball. They're going to have to play complementary football. And they're going to have to find a way to get both of those running backs a good amount of touches because there's no way Aaron Jones can get in the rhythm carrying the ball five times. Yes, he ran the ball well in those five carries, but there's no way you can get a rhythm. They have to um, get a consistent amount of carries and um, get a consistent amount of I, – I think they're going to have to be able to catch a lot of passes. I think they, they – A.J. Dillon had a lot of catches. So did Aaron Jones. So you're going to have to keep those guys involved but because I think they're your most reliable and best weapons right now if you're a Packers fan. No cap. Uh, moving on, let's contrast this with uh, from Rogers' performance. Let's go see Patrick Mahomes how he did. Mm. Bro, let me just say, man, Shrey and I, I don't know about Shrey, but a lot of people out there, oh, Mahomes won't be the same without Tyreek. He won't be the same. Oh, really? He really won't be the same. 30, 39, 365 touchdowns. Sounds about right to me. Sounds about right to me. Um, Patrick Mahomes is still the best quarterback in the NFL. Him and Justin Herbert right there neck and neck. We'll find out tonight, actually. But, I mean, Chiefs offense, bro. You give Patrick Mahomes anybody, and he's going to put up these numbers. He's Patrick Mahomes. You give Patrick Mahomes Christian Watson, he's going to catch that ball. He will catch that ball because it's Patrick Mahomes. Because Christian Watson knows when he drops that pass, he's like, dude, he's thinking in his head right before he catches the ball or right when he's trying to catch, oh, if I drop this, Rodgers going to be so mad at me. He's going to be so mad at me. That's exactly why he dropped the ball. There's That's the difference between Mahomes and Rodgers. But moving on, Travis Kelsey, top tight end in the league, without a doubt. Right now, nobody's sniffing him. Mm-hmm. Schuster, great addition to the team. Great addition. He balled out. A former uh, former Rodgers receiver, Marquez Valdez-Scantling. He looked like he had a role, unlike at the Packers' offense. Clyde mm-hmm. Edwards-Alaire, man. He didn't get the ball much, but the times he did get the ball, he was explosive. Um, Isaiah Pacheco. That dude's kind of nice. He's kind of nice. Uh, he's kind of nice. And he might be feeling that, like he's quick. And him and Clyde are going to have a little nice committee back there. And in terms of the Cardinals, I just – all the talk in the offseason, I just – for some reason I had a gut feeling that he was going to lay an egg today. And it did. Kyler Murray came out there. I mean, it was just very sluggish, very confused offense. They didn't really know what they're doing for the first. I would say the first two quarters, they had like it looked like they just woke up from a nap and they're playing the Chiefs. They were down like twenty, was it twenty five to seven at halftime? Um, they just couldn't get the the weapons involved, and they're making the Chiefs defense look like like the 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 seventy Steelers out here, bro. Like. They literally couldn't get anything going. Kyler was just confused. Like, it literally just looked like he was confused. The offensive line was getting pushed around. It was just a bad, bad, like, turn of event for the Cardinals. Um, I That might be – it might be Cliff Kingsbury's fault for not having this team ready because they did not look ready at all. But, uh, yeah, the Cardinals, a bit concerned. Uh, I have them missing the playoffs, and I think they will. And I just think it's going to be – they have the talent. They just – the coaching is just not – the best coaching and also Call of Duty comes out uh soon. So just be on the lookout for that. Yeah, they just they just look completely flat. I think I, I said before the game, like Arizona's about to get destroyed. I was very confident in that. I bet the Chiefs minus six. Um and I was very happy to see what happened. 
Um, yeah, they just like Kyler Murray on fourth down, down twenty one, throws it out of bounds. Like, what is going on with that team? I don't like. I'm so excited for the hard knocks. Uh, I'm trying to see what happens in this organization because um, I don't know why they extended Cliff Kingsbury. I think he has a really good chance of being fired. Um, if things don't go well, they're going against the Raiders. I think they're going to lose this week as well. Um, but yeah, they just look unprepared. It looked like, uh, they were still playing against the Rams last year in the playoffs where they looked absolutely horrendous. Um, Kyler, yeah, he had some good stats, but I don't think he played that well either. Um, and their defense is just God awful, man. They have like one, like two good guys in the secondary, um, Byron Murphy and Buda Baker, the rest of it is just, like, they're all just pretty much just no names. They have Tedrick Thompson. He's okay. Um, but the corners aren't that great. Um, the linebackers aren't that great. Isaiah Simmons hasn't panned out like we, uh, we thought he would coming out of Clemson. Um, the D-line and edge rush is all right. Like, you have an aging AJ, J.J. Watt, and um, there's not much else there. They didn't really replace – um, the loss of Chandler Jones. Um, so their defense, I mean, is it's not going to be good. Um, and they kind of went all in last year, but they didn't get past the first round. So I don't know what direction this team is going, but it's surely not going up. Um, but as for the Chiefs, I mean, they look really good. Um, I, um, I am pretty high on them. I was pretty high on them coming in. Um, I didn't think that the loss of Tyreek would be as um, big as people, as a lot of doubters thought it would be. Um, and Mahomes played really well. I mean, it was pretty much a perfect game from him. 30 of 39, 360 plus yards, five touchdowns. Um, just picking up where he left off in, um, oh, well, he, he did not leave off well. I was thinking of the Bills game. But um, just silencing any doubt that the Chiefs offense would not be um, – as potent as it has been the past few years. Yes, they're not going to have the downfield threat like with Tyreek that they've had the past few years, but they still have Kelsey, and he's the greatest tight end in the league right now. Just He's just amazing, man. Like He's the, probably the best receiving tight end ever. Um, eight receptions, 121 yards. Um, it's just too easy. Everything looked really easy. They played 66 snaps and had 33 first downs, bro. That is insane. Half of their plays were first downs. Like, mm. it's just, it's, you know, that's what happens when uh, you have Patrick Rose that day. They're cracked, man. They're pretty cracked. I, I got to give it to them. Um, played really, really well. Um, this game was out of hand um, as soon as it started, honestly. And um, they didn't look back. And I'm so excited for tonight. Um, it's about to be fireworks. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. All right, moving on to the game that a lot of people were wondering what my take was. The Buccaneers and the Cowboys Sunday night in Jerry World. Oh, dude, uh, like, let me say, I'm never going to call the Cowboys my team anymore. They're not my team, bro. Jerry Jones needs to go. He needs to sell his team. I can't root for this pathetic organization anymore. Um, There's just so many things I can say. I'll start off by talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Offense was a little slow. I don't know if that was because of the Dallas defense or they just couldn't the especially the especially the uh the passing game. The running game, Leonard Fournette eight. I mean he was going crazy and he was right. He said see you September eleventh when everybody said he was like that 
and he proved it. He proved that. Yeah, listen, it doesn't matter how I come back to training camp. I'm totally fine. He played amazing. Player of the game for me, uh, Leonard Fournette. And then moving on, though, that's all I got to say about the Bucks. The Cowboys, you know, it's it's so funny to me. It's like you come into this offseason, you let Amari Cooper go for a, pre, for a fifth and sixth round pick, which is basically nothing. You don't get a single replacement for Amari Cooper. You draft a rookie, Jalen Tolbert. Um, and so you're, you're receiving core at the moment. You know Michael Gallup's out. It's CeeDee Lamb as your number one. Your number two is Noah Brown. And your number three is Sami Fajeko, whatever. I don't even know who it is, bro. Fajoko, yeah. Oh, I forgot. Dennis Houston is also there. And I feel like the only splash you made in the entire offseason is you picked up the um, MVP of – I forgot what league it was. USFL, Cavante Turpin. Turpin, who is – that's the only news the Cowboys have made the entire offseason that was positive. You lose Leo Collins. Lose Randy Gregory, lose Amari Cooper, and you do absolutely nothing about it. You sit there. I'm talking about I'm talking about Jerry Jones and Stephen Jones. You sit up there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Dak is great. Dak is great. Oh, we need a we need to focus on uh, the the player. We have a good team right now around us right now. And then when Dak goes out there and stinks up the joint, you're mad. You know, it's like I I can't even get mad at Dak Prescott anymore. I can't because it's not his fault. That game right there on on Sunday night, that wasn't his fault. He played, he didn't play the greatest football. But can you blame him? He had nothing out there. There was nothing for him. The O line is in shambles. You have Tyler Smith playing as a as a freaking left ta- a left guard all preseason, and then he finally gets snaps as a left tackle in the first game of season, going against uh, one of the best edge rushers in the in the league. Makes no sense to me. The Dallas Cowboys are a mess. Jerry Jones, I think he has some type of dementia or something. I don't know what he has. He has something going on. He needs to step down. I don't care. You got to stop giving your little interviews after the game talking about, oh, yeah, Dak, oh, he'll be out six to eight weeks. Whose fault is that, Jerry? Whose fault is that? You can't blame anybody but yourself at this point. I can't even blame Big Mike McCarthy over here. I mean, the team was just not good, honestly. it's At certain points, you, you have to blame the personnel. And the personnel for the Dallas Cowboys is not good anymore. And I could see it from a mile away. This Dallas Cowboys team is not built to win games. It's simply not. If it wasn't the Dallas Cowboys, if this team was the Detroit Lions, people would be predicting them at 3-14. and 14. That's how bad this team is. It's absolute garbage. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys are – this season's over. Dak is going to be out for six to eight weeks. They, it looks like, I mean, they're not, they weren't going to win with Dak anyways, but now since Cooper Rush is playing, I guess Cowboy fans have an excuse. Next year will be our year because Dak's going to come back. They're going to start at 0-8. I'm not, I'm not even lying. This Dallas Cowboys team has the potential to go 0-17. 0-17. And I, I, you guys will always say reverse psychology, all this. I do not see this Cowboys team winning a single game this season. I don't. Simply just this team is garbage. I hope I think it takes an 0 17 type of season for Jerry Jones to realize like, oh, I actually need to do something instead of sit back there and get the number one most valuable franchise in Forbes. This team is terrible. It's given it's given the shades of the one in fifteen Cowboys in nineteen eighty nine. Damn. That's how bad this team is. It's absolute garbage. The two most important units, the units that the Dallas Cowboys have been so good for in the past 10 years, the offensive line and the receiving core is just not there anymore. There's the strengths of this team is 
down the drain, and they have nothing else going for it. On defense, I can't lie, the defense did ball out. Are we the Steelers level? Are the Cowboys the Pittsburgh Steelers level of defense? No, not even close. They're a mid-defense. Trayvon Diggs was playing okay. Michael Parsons is a generational talent. But other than that, I mean, this Cowboys team has nothing going for it. Um, yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are going to go, at best, 5-12. and 12. <laughs> And uh, this team, this yeah, this season is pretty much down the drain. Cowboys with Cooper Rush might start out zero and eight, and uh, yeah, this the season's over. That's all I could say. Yeah, I think you have a point on Jerry Jones having dementia because this man came out after the game and was like, "Yeah, we we're gonna lose Dak for like six to eight weeks," and then all of a sudden, after a surgery on the thumb that helps you grip a football on your throwing hand, he says he's gonna be back within four weeks. You know, you that know what the remember, definition of insanity, bro. You know, last season when Russell Wilson tried to rush back in Seattle and he wasn't the same quarterback. Exactly. And his wasn't even a thumb, bro. His was like, um, I think, the middle finger or his index finger. This is a thumb. Like, I don't know what he's thinking, honestly. Uh, I think he's just trying to keep them in the news or something, like, keep them relevant, like, keep people from writing him off for this season. But – I think even before Dak got hurt, we saw that this team is not what it was last year. They they were the number one scoring offense, and they didn't even score a touchdown. They were struggling to move the ball. They couldn't get first downs. Uh, the running game was all right. Like, yeah, Zeke had 10 for 52, but his longest run was seven yards. Um, uh, Tony Pollard didn't look very involved. Um, the receiving threats is just ridiculous. Like, you're going to overpay Amari Cooper – um, overpay Zeke and the and like it has been shown that when Amari Cooper plays well, that the Dallas Cowboys are pretty good and their offense is pretty good. And you still get rid of Amari Cooper instead of Zeke for like nothing, like fifth rounder or something. I mean, I mean, I like that's just I, I, that's just indefensible. Um, from a front office standpoint, did not choose to uh really uh, replaced the loss of Amari Cooper with a veteran. All these guys who were on the field outside of CD had barely caught any passes. And I just don't understand why everyone thought CD was number one receiver material already. Like the fact that he was just going to step into Amari's role and just be that guy, you know, Um, they ranked him 95 on the top 100 over Terry McLaurin does not make any sense. What has he done? Like, honestly, what has he done? Did not show up in the playoff game. Was pretty mid after a certain point last season. Just after overhyped that, as usual, like the Cowboys. After that Patriots game last year, where he caught the game-winning touchdown, I don't think he scored a single touchdown for the rest of the season. Exactly. Like I don't. I don't. I just didn't understand how everyone thought like he was going to replace the production of two guys. We lost Cedric Wilson as well. Did not replace him. Um, just a bunch of nomen names out there. Like yeah, Gallup's going to come back, but it's off an ACL. And he, hurt, he got hurt at the end of the year right last year. So we don't know if he's going to be the same. Um, the defense, yeah, it looked good. Micah looked really, really good. Um, but I think that a lot of it was the Bucks just not firing on all cylinders. Obviously, Tom Brady looked like a guy who had taken 11 days off in camp. Um, Julio looked really good. I think he's going to be a surprise for them if he stays healthy, honestly. Um, it doesn't look like he's lost much of a step. Um Losing Godwin might hurt a little because the Russell Gage has not been healthy. He's been battling with a hamstring injury. But their offense looked 
pretty decent outside of the red zone. Um, thought Lenny was awesome. Um, I, I'm a huge fan of Lenny. He looked really, really good. Um, their run blocking looks fine as an offensive line uh, with all the injuries. I don't know about when they go against better teams, um, better defensive, better defenses on the inside, how that line's going to hold up. Um, but I thought they looked fine, just a little week one rust. Um, the defense, I mean, they're stacked. I mean, their roster is so, so stacked. They have a lot of really, really great players, especially on the defense, and they looked really good. Um, but, yeah, I think um, – I don't think Dak's going to be back within four weeks. I think the Cowboys – Season, um, if it was any other division, it would be pretty much over. Obviously, it's the NFC East, so they still have a chance. But um, I'm happy to see Cowboys fans miserable already, um, being the only team that didn't score a touchdown the whole week one. Dude, like I said, man, going back to Cleveland. If Cowboy fans want to compare them to anybody, I think you really need to look at Juju Smith-Schuster. I think that's the fairest comparison I can give of the CD. Two catches on 11 targets, bro. That's what I'm saying. He's Skip was really like, oh yeah, he's about to be a top five receiver. Said he was better than Jetta, bro. Like, come on, the delusion is just insane from y'all fans, bro. It's getting to a point where I think the problem with this Cowboys team isn't necessarily. I mean, it's the owners, but also I think the fans. I think the fans buying into this team every season and making it the most valuable franchise is the reason why Jerry Jones doesn't make the changes he needs to make. If the Cowboys were, if the fans were truly fans and they're not, they're literally blind witnesses out here. All these Dallas Cowboy fans out here, they think every single year is a season. This is their year. It's time to boycott, bro. Don't show up to the games. Don't buy any merchandise. If this team is trash, you got to make sure and let let Jerry Jones know you're not happy with the product on the field. Because if you keep going to these games, buying all this merchandise, supporting just mediocre, mediocre football. Nothing's gonna change, bro. Jerry Jones doesn't mind this. He always in it. Always in it for it is for the attention, the relevancy, the money. He doesn't care about winning anymore, bro. He hasn't cared since 1995, bro. He can go out there. And he literally prayed to to the man upstairs and said, uh, "I'd rather just let me get this one Super Bowl. And I'll never ask for another one again." I'm, t- <laughs> but it's over. This Dallas Cowboys team is never winning a Super. I don't know how old Jerry Jones is. All right, I'm not gonna wish for anything, but. Listen, man, the time is coming, bro. The time is coming for a change in the guard. I don't want Steven Jones. Uh, it's just, dude, this team and the franchise is terrible, man. It's it's time for a change, bro. And it looked it, boring, bro. There was it, no juice. Usually, at least if they're bad, they have, like, stars and stuff all across the field. But they just did not have any juice. They looked very, very boring. And they just looked plain on offense. It wasn't anything special. I'm here to announce my... Uh, resignation as a Cowboys fan. I'm dead ass. I'm not even. I can't support this team anymore. I literally. It makes me mad watching them play, especially last night or a Sunday night. It made me mad watching them play, and I literally cannot support this team anymore until Jerry Jones is no longer the owner. So I'm officially announcing my my fandom as a Los Angeles Chargers fan. Let's go Chargers Nation! And uh, yeah, I'll see y'all. I'll see the. I'll see Chargers Nation tonight. Um, but moving on though, we got to talk about. The Sunday, the Monday night game, Russell Wilson's little revenge tour in Seattle. Listen, Russell Wilson's making me hate him a little bit more every time I see him, bro. He is so cringe, bro. He is so cringe. That suit, bro. What are you doing, man? You, you look like a dude going to a high school prom, bro. He runs out to the field, gets booed, and then goes into the middle of the field and puts his arms out like he's God or something, bro. And he spins around the Seahawks logo. Like, what are you doing, bro? 
This is so cringe, bro. Then goes down, then so cringe. Goes down the field. Everybody watched the game. Russ played fine, I guess. But it's like it's he's fine on the field, but the off the field antics for this guy, bro. I can't. The Broncos country let's ride. That's that's fine. I don't care. That's that's usually cringe. But now he's like, I feel like he's biting into this character a little bit too much. And then after the game, they're like, why are you booing? He's like, listen, uh, you know, they can love me. They can hate me. I don't do this for anybody other than God. I'm like, bro, just answer the damn question, bro. Just answer the question. How does that make you feel? And it's, dude, it's like Russell, this guy, he got attacked by, like, he's possessed by some robots or something. It just seems like he's a phony, bro. He seems so fake. And I saw some twi- uh, some TikTok breakdown on how after the game, nobody went up to Russ. Like, he had to go up to them. Like, yeah, he was, like, looking for people to He was looking to shake hands with, and I feel like nobody was trying to shake hands with him. So is this kind of showing you, like, this is how other players perceive Russell Wilson? It's kind of... He just puts himself on a higher pedestal than others. That's like, what I was hearing a lot. Like, he's just like, yeah, like, I'm above you guys. Like, that's just the aura he gives off. I think he's kind of like giving that condescending vibe. Like, we get it, you date Sierra, you have, like, a beautiful family. I don't... I don't care, bro. And and you believe in God, that's that's great. But like you're a quarterback at the end of the day. And I feel like him and Aaron Rodgers are like two opposite ends, but they're still not the best leaders. Aaron Rodgers' leadership is kind of like, I just don't care about you. And Russell Wilson's like, you should be like me. It's it's just that's mm-hmm. the type of getting off of it. But yeah. Seahawks ultimately ultimately win the game. Geno Smith had a great game. Um and um Nathaniel Hackett, bro, what was that? I have no idea what you were doing. Wasted 30 seconds just to kick a 64-yard field goal. You needed five yards. You have Russell Wilson. You bought him for a reason. Get those five or six yards. Call, you had three timeouts. You can go run two more plays and then kick a 30, 40-yard field goal. But that's just me. Um, yeah, Seahawks, I feel like that that game meant a little bit more than just a regular season, season opener. Um, I think we're not going to see that again for the Seahawks. But uh, the Broncos... Uh, I'm not really concerned about this. It was a lot of motion coming into this game. I think they'll mm-hmm. be fine. And uh, but yeah, they're, Russell Wilson is just starting to get my nerves a little bit. But yeah, that's all I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, dude is so corny, bro. Oh my god. Um, but besides that, I think he played okay. Um, it was a lot of dump offs. Um, he looked fine. Um, he definitely does not look like he has the athleticism he had a few years ago. But I thought he played fine. Um, the Broncos just looked out of sync. I feel like the crowd kind of got to them. They were really, really loud. The 12s were out there. Even though it looked like there were a lot of Broncos fans throughout the stadium, the 12s were getting really, really loud, and I think that really affected them, especially on those goal line situations. The clock was running down a lot. Obviously, those fumbles, lots of momentum swings not in their favor. Um, and I think it rattled them, and I think it rattled the coach as well. That's why he made that all-time stupid decision. I don't know what he was thinking. I'm never kicking a 60-yarder on the road unless it's do or die, the clock's going to run out, or I have Justin Tucker. Um, Because, like, at sea level, you're kicking a 64-yarder, bro, like, on fourth and five with, like, a minute left, and you just let the clock run down. We were all watching, and we are like, what is going on? What are they doing? Like, why aren't they calling a timeout? And it was just so confusing. Everyone, I think everyone and their mother was like, yo, they got to go for it. They got to go for it. They got Russell Wilson for a reason. Um, this was a move you make if you have Teddy Bridgewater or whoever they've had in the past, like, six years as their quarterback. You don't do this when you have a guy you just paid $250 million to. For five. And, oh, five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For five yards, bro. Um, you're going to opt for a 
64-yarder that is the second longest field goal ever over going for a five-yard play and giving your chance to get a little closer and get a better attempt at a field goal. This doesn't make any sense. You could even run more clock if you wanted to if you got the fir- got fourth down. I think you have to put your trust in your star players, the guys you brought in, and um, they just didn't do that. I don't know, like, I don't know what he was thinking, honestly. It was just so stupid. You had everyone, even on a Manning cast, that's what we were watching. Peyton Manning's literally, like, making the timeout signal for, like, 20 seconds. They do not call it. Shannon Sharp's like, so you all just took down 30 seconds and just to call a timeout. Like, it did not make sense. They looked really confused on the field. They looked really shaken, I think. The crowd really got to them. And um, I'm not really too worried about them, but that was an all-time terrible debut for a coach. I think that one of the worst I've ever seen, given the expectations, given the situation. Like, you cannot be doing that. You cannot be making those errors. Just play Madden. It's not that hard. Just play Madden, and you can make that decision very easy. Yeah, man. Uh, that was a bit – that was a bit of a – that was a show. Um, but, yeah, now – Wait, wait, wait. I got to talk about the commanders real quick, real quick. Now we got to introduce our weekly segment, Commie Talk. Trey, take it away. I won't be commenting at all because I didn't watch any of the games, so go ahead, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, yeah, okay. So, I mean, the game started off. Uh, we had two straight – or we had a touchdown drive to open the game. I don't remember the last time we had an opening drive touchdown. So, that was amazing to watch. Uh, Carson Wentz looked good. Um, but I knew, I just knew that the Drew Locke side of him was coming. And it came on two straight plays, two straight picks. The second one was to a defensive lineman on a screen that had no chance anyway. Any other quarterback would throw it into the ground, and this man was like, I'm, I'm still going to throw it. I'm going to make – I'm going to be a hero every single play. And he threw a pick. There were times where I wanted him cut immediately. There were times where I was like, yo, this is the – most talented quarterback we've had in so long. Um, it's just an absolute roller coaster with him. Honestly, it's pretty entertaining, but it also is like pulling my heart in different directions. Um, I thought the defensive line played really well. Um, the secondary uh, was looking a little shaky. Christian Kirk was getting pretty much whatever he wanted. There were a lot of open receivers. Trevor Lawrence, honestly, he missed um, a lot of. He missed two touchdowns. One, to, or both of them, or one of them was to ETN, and. Um, he just overthrew him on a wheel route. The second one, ETN dropped um, on a fourth and goal. So I think we got pretty lucky. They missed two two kicks, one field goal, one extra – or they went for two. So they missed one field goal at the end of the half. Um, so I thought we got pretty lucky. Um, still think we're going to be 6-11, 7-10. That's pretty much our ceiling um, unless we get a miracle with Chase Young coming back and just taking over. Um, but, yeah, I thought we looked decent. Um Beat the Jags. Uh, not that impressive, but, um, you know, we don't really start. We I don't think we started off 1-0 in many years. Like, this is the standard I'm holding us to. That's when you know uh, we've been really bad. 2-0 coming, bro. 2-0 is not coming. We're the first team to be an underdog to the Rams or to the Lions in 24 games, bro. That is just sad. That just... It's like the Lions and the, it's okay. It's the number one pick and number two pick in the 2016 draft are playing each other. Yeah, two on the Lions and Commanders, bro. What the NFL is a weird place, bro. Yeah, it's a weird sport, man. It's a weird, weird sport. And then you had the match of the 2015 
uh, number one and number two pick last week in the Saints playing for Atlanta and playing for uh, the Saints. The NFL is just insane, bro. Yeah, but I, I think, honestly, I think the Commanders, uh, I think they're going to start off 2-0, and bro. Come on now. They gave you a cakewalk schedule, Lions and Jags back-to-back, bro. That's... I don't have any hope. I'm go- I literally have no hope, bro. That, that's like I was honestly thinking we were going to lose the Jaguars, and we, we somehow oh. found a way to win. What a throw by Carson Wentz, though, to McLaurin and to Dotson at the end. You know, uh, be- he really showed up in the fourth. Yeah, Chargers fan for the past week made me realize, like, Commanders aren't that bad of a team. Like, there's nothing to really hate. Like, who do I hate on the Commanders? I really just don't care about them. It's just like they're a team. I yeah. think fans that, that actually blow me the most, but I'm not a Cowboys fan anymore, so it really doesn't affect me anymore. Um, honestly, though, I, I like I come starting to like the Eagles a little bit more, bro. Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown, that connection is kind of nasty. But uh, I know AJ Brown looked really, really good, man. I Titans think- are very dumb for letting him go. I think the Eagles are going to have a cakewalk to win this division, bro. They look good. And people were trying to say that the Lions were like, oh, they dropped 35. Dude, the Eagles are up 38-21. They stopped caring. Yeah. Division's on lock for the Eagles. There's no way they lose it. Uh, Jalen Hurts, as much as you call him a stat pattern, he will win you games. So, I think the Eagles will be – I think the yeah. Eagles – Just wait till they make him throw, bro. He is throwing, bro. He's making – he's throwing some good passes. But, you know, it's, it's like, why are the Cowboys getting the hardest schedule to start out of the season, bro? Like, what is this? What, what is it? Y'all get an easy easy end, though, to um, – yeah, it's a, it's really easy at the end. Like, the last seven games are – it's all, like, all bad teams and then the Titans. And the Titans. Um, Yeah, the Dallas Cowboys are out of the playoffs officially. I said it so you guys don't have to. If you're in a survivor league, everybody put the Bengals. Um, pick the Bengals. They should win that game. If they lose that game, oh my god, bro! If the Bengals lose to the Cowboys without, oh my god, that would be sad. This next episode of this podcast, bro, I will go on every single. Oh my, it will be a great day. It will be a great day. It will be an amazing day. But I, unfortunately, I think the Bengals will win this game by like thirty points. But yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we will see tonight. Chargers Chief. That will be a fireworks show. Um. We will see y'all in the next episode, week three. Yes, sir. All right, peace. I mean, Chiefs winning tonight, bro. Sorry, man. Oh, yeah, that's unfortunate, bro. I'm going to be crying. (laughs) Your new team. Yeah, exactly. All right, man. I'll see you. Thank you, guys. Peace.